Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. And now, the list of things that you can buy at the Chicago Reader store at chicagoreader.com. Things to wear like Chicago Reader hats, t-shirts, bandanas, and face masks. Things for your daily life like the Chicago Reader camping mug, Chicago Reader tote bags, and a Chicago Reader reporter's notebook. Things for you to read like our Reader recipes, the Chicago Reader 420 Companion, our Chicago Reader Best of book series from journalists Maya Dukmasova, Mike Sula, Ben Jarofsky, and Lior Galil, the Chicago Reader coloring book, and the Chicago Reader stay home puzzle. Find the Chicago Reader store at chicagoreader.com and show your support for the nation's first free weekly news paper since 1971. As I speak, it's Friday, March 24th, 2023. We give you some headlines uh, that I have in front of me, give you a sense of what's uh, in the news today, but also kind of leads into today's conversation. Here's a headline. New Florida bill would ban diversity inclusion programs on university campus. More nonsense from Ron DeSantis uh, down in uh, Florida as he takes away the freedoms that he insists he wants for himself. Uh, how about this? Here is a, uh, <laughs> here is a text uh, of the latest uh, culture wars being waged by uh, MAGA as they try to embarrass liberals and this is from uh, some uh, right-wing Republican, the whole milk that cannot be replicated by inadequate imitations that are found in plants and in nuts. Our students deserve better than these fraudulent products, and we cannot allow almonds or soy to be passed off. Somehow or other, liberals are taking away their whole milk. And how about this one? This is just, um, this is about North Carolina's insane, that's not part of the headline, but I added that, Lieutenant Governor, Governor is a Facebook brawler whose post railed against gays, blacks, and Jews. Uh, this man is truly a lunatic. He's a lieutenant governor of uh, North Carolina, wants to be uh, the governor. He's, uh, yeah, my, my guest is jumping ahead of himself here. Uh, and um, uh, so uh, he is maybe going to be the next governor of North Carolina uh, if they are so insane as to elect him. Anyway. Uh, each one of those headlines that I read to you um, have been sent to me vis-a-vis text from a very dear friend of my show, who's been a very dear friend of my show since I first went on the air uh, back in 2017, it was, at the old radio station. I can't remember their name. They fired me. Uh, and uh, he, he followed me. <laughs> he followed me to the Internet. Not all my radio listeners follow me. A lot of those boomers, they couldn't, I bet I'm confused. I don't understand. Every now and then they send me an email. They're like, I really miss you. I go, you know, there's this thing called a podcast. Not that hard, boomer. <laughs> my boomers. You know, I love you, boomers, but sometimes you test me. Um, 
So uh, anyway, uh, he's been through quite an ordeal over the last couple of years. And I said to him, you know what, why don't you come on the show and we'll talk about it. Because uh, I'm really happy that you came out at the, the positive end of that ordeal. So without further ado, I'm going to ask my distinguished guest to introduce himself. And then we'll take it away with a conversation about his ordeal. So distinguished guest, introduce yourself. Roll Tide. Hi, Ben. It's me, Frank Lucchese Soto, avid college sports fanatic, Alabama, and the Fighting Illini. My Fighting Illini didn't do well in this year's March of Madness, but my Alabama are in the Sweet 16 tonight. So, whoopee. A diehard political fanatic. He's an obsessive political geek. Uh, he's not insulted that I call I, him that. He's proud I'm of self-taught. Uh, he, I took one political science co- class in college. It was at 8 a.m. and I aced it. 8 a.m. sounds horrible. I would have flunked it from that on that uh, realm alone, uh, Frank. Uh, and that's it's yeah. black tea, uh, black iced tea. Your is my friend. Uh, and as I said before, he sends me uh, regular updates: uh, Chicago news, Illinois news. MAGA news, the insanity of the New York Democrats, one of our favorite topics, uh, how they <laughs> managed to kill their party by following Andrew Cuomo off a cliff, uh, and much, much more. Uh, so, Kathy Hochul's no better. What's that? Kathy, Kathy Hochul's no better. She's in that Supreme Court judge for the New York State Supreme Court. Well, he pu- she pulled his uh, nomination. I don't know if you saw that. Uh, she just finally oh, raised the white yeah. flag in that one. All right. So, Frank, um, you had me scared there for a while. Uh, there were Facebook updates all the time about your stay in the hospital. Uh, and it seemed like it was one operation after another. And uh, I was really nervous. But you seem to have come out okay. So why don't you uh, start at the beginning uh, and tell people about this ordeal that you went through. Um, yes. Go ahead. Well, this all started, it happened, it all started, my health problems really all started back, it happened to be one, happened to be literally one Sunday out of the blue, I was in my bedroom just watching a movie, just watching a movie, and all of a sudden my stomach started really hurting. And it's been, was going on for a while and stuff. And so finally I messaged my doctor after like maybe like two or three weeks, and I got first, originally, they had diagnosed me with gastroenteritis and a viral bowel infection. And of course, after that, I took after I did a blood test, and then after a while, I kept going back, and then finally, like after a while, I kept going back. He decided this former primary care doctor, who I know I'll get to in a second, who I no longer have. But basically, he decided to do a. He also, this 2021 wasn't a good year for me. 22, basically, he decided to do an antibody test for me. And I said, I don't have COVID. I never had until I, I did the blood, the antibody test. I was about a Saturday. I looked at, I tested positive for the antibodies. Apparently, I had COVID. I never knew. I never lost my sense of smell, never lost my taste, never anything. I was. I never lost my sense of smell or taste or anything. Never did. And so that's, I found out I had COVID and I never knew. Then, fast forward a couple of months, but about a couple of months later, I'm fine. And all of a sudden, the stomach pain starts happening again. And I messaged my doctor and I'm doing it again. And basically, like, then I started losing weight on, like, rapidly, like, like unintentionally. 
I started vomiting every morning, basically, or like once or twice, maybe a day, my old primary care doc, until literally, and I kept doing blood tests and kept going back. And basically, my old primary care doctor, who I'm very well about to say his name, Giannis Dudek was his name. Basically, they kept doing, they said, you got to do a colonoscopy and an endoscopy. And the other, uh, uh, no, I'm, I'm all out of the Northwestern medical system. And so basically, I went to the downtown location to, to, to see this doctor to, for an endoscopy and colonoscopy. And then they said, and I forgot what, and I kept saying, and I literally started, and literally I started getting sicker, and I literally messaged Dr. Dudek, Dr. Dudek. I said, Dr. Dudek, I'm basically, I'm not eating, I'm throwing up every day. And Lily, his team messaged me and said, quote, don't message us anymore. Don't message us anymore. You're with, basically, they rubbed their, washed their hands and they said, don't message us anymore. And basically, my mom kept was getting really nervous. And basically, about, she kept, she called the GI doctor downtown. This Dr. Chang was his name said he's not eating he's like he's throwing up and he's not eating and and so basically they they're like oh no and they basically bumped me up a bit uh, so basically it was let's fast forward to saturday may 15th i'm with my mom and my sister my sister-in-law my older sister nina we were going to go see an outdoor production in arlington heights where i live currently of my favorite of our my favorite musical Little Shop of Horrors, and she I went upstairs to use the bathroom, and all of a sudden I'm in the middle of using the bathroom, the this excruciating pain, just like like I just start sweat, and I just go lay on the my bed and I just I'm just sick as a dog I be, and I'm sweating and basically just like in a field position in pain and so basic and my mom said that called my uncle my uncle her brother is a as a doctor and he says you gotta go to the hospital we go to northwestern lake forest we're going there and basically so we get there i'm basically like i'm sweating like it's just my sister nia is in the backseat of the car with us Basically, my sister Nina says I was great. My color of my skin was gray. Like, I was gray, basically. And so, long story short, I get to the hospital. I, I'm i like, we finally get to the emergency room. The look on the security guard's face, like, he literally rushed to go get in a wheelchair for me. I'm basically, and I'm waiting and waiting and waiting to finally get inside we, I get in, they basically, I, I forgot the rest part because from, because I was also in, really, I was so sick. And so basically from what my family told me that we, I get to the part that they're about to do surgery. We met, we met this really nice surgeon who, doctor there, who was, happened to be on call. Basically his name is Stephen Gansher, doctor who I credit for saving my life. Basically, he says, he says, we're about to do surgery. He says that, are you, basically that Frank has cancer. Yeah. If I had, yes, 
I had stage four colon cancer. It perforated my colon and I went into septic shock and I went into septic shock. And basically it's just, it's just from the notes I was reading because I have my, my charts. This is how sick, like they do emergency surgery on me. They do emergency surgery on me. And so I basically, I wind up, I do, I'm, I'm knocked out and basically they're doing emergency surgery on me to open up my stomach and basically kind of stop basically to save me basically. And so uh, the save me and, and I, and then I, I, next thing I know I'm in the room and they're working on me like literally round the clock. They're working on me to stabilize me like to the point that they're giving me morphine and blood and, other stuff to try to stabilize me. So finally, I think it's like Sunday. Sunday, I'm a little bit more stabilized, and basically, basically, like that Monday, I was like, "Mom, we gotta call Doctor Chain to cancel the appointment." And like basically, my family started coming to visit me, and so I was like, I was basically still kind of touch and go a bit because. Because I, because my colon perforated, I went into septic shock, and basically my body was, I almost died. And then about, and they, and then a couple of days later, my mom on Monday comes around. We call, we, I, we call to cancel the appointment, and the receptionist at the, who, who was for the, for the Dr. Chang at the downtown Northwestern for the GI doctor basically said, why are you canceling? Cause he nearly died. And he's in the hospital. And the woman on the phone was like, Oh, wait, well tell the doctor to lie. And she was like, I bet you will. And so basically like a couple of days later, the, my stomach happens after what they did surgery on basically opened up. So, so they had to rush me. Basically my, the nurse came in and basically saw my stomach and basically saw my stomach and was like, like open, like, 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 like a pet. So they basically had to rush me down and do and do emergency surgery on my stomach again. And so then that, then I'm fine after that. And then a couple Frank, of days. When later, was this? What? When was? All in May of 2021. May of 2021. Yeah, May of 2021. Was in the house. Yeah. Mm-hmm. May 2021. This was all at Northwestern Lake Forest, which, if I ever had the money, I would donate to that because they saved my life. But basically, so basically, I and then all of a sudden. A couple of days, like maybe like a week later after the stomach surgery, I'm in my, all of a sudden, I, I, this is from what I got to, I aspirated and then became unconscious. This is, from, this is, and basically I like, for, like to the point that I caught there, my, they're like, oh, he's sleeping. And, my, and the nurse was like, my mom was like, is he sleeping really? And the nurse looked at me like, I don't like it. So that I caused a cold blue and to the point that they were putting the pen light in my eye, smacking my face to sleep. And so I don't know how many days I was basically, I was out for a couple of days and it was a Thursday. I, I, I think, I don't know what day it was, but basically my older brother and my sister-in-law came to visit me. And of course, since I'm, I'm such a political junkie, my brother was 
reading me political news and apparently in my unconscious, he was reading me politicals as I was unconscious. It was some story about Ted Cruz and apparently I had a visceral reaction in my unconscious state about, about the story about Ted Cruz, which goes to, sh- which goes to show you that just goes to show you the, the amount of respect Ted Cruz has to someone, to people just the type of reaction Ted Cruz gets to someone who, to people who are both conscious and unconscious. So basically, it's so basically it's Saturday. I think it's Saturday. All of a sudden, I wake up and I'm not don't know what happened because I have a breathing tube down my throat. I have a breathing tube down my throat, and I just don't know what happened. I, but I don't know how many days I was out for. I was out for, and. I don't know how many days I was out, but it also meanwhile they disconnected my bowels because it perforated and because it perforated and I had an ostomy bag, but I don't know how many days I was out. I was unconscious for, but so my mother was by my side the entire time. My mom was by my side the entire time, just like, like she says, she didn't even, she said, if I blinked, she says, I could not be here. And so basically I stabilized, but basically I was in bed for about a month. But, and I met plenty of great doctors and nurses. And there was a great, like, I had to basically do speech therapy a bit in, at Lake Forest, Western Lake Forest. I basically did P, I did PT there. I had to basically relearn the walking, regain my strength. I did PT. I even celebrated my... Th- 31st, I celebrated my 31st birthday in the hospital, which the, the nurses, because I'm a, because I, every time they would give me saline, I would basically do, do a parody of and go with Jolene from Dolly Parton. They basically, for my 31st birthday, the nurses basically gave me a, a Dolly Parton card they made and had all the nurses and staff sign it. So basically, and basically that was, that was that. And that was and then about some t- then after my stay in Northwestern Lake Forest, I go to Lexington Brothers for rehab. Talk about a st- basically, basically the Lexington Brothers is kind of a dump. I did Alexi- rehab there for Lexington Brothers. I was there for only a week, but I had a I was using a walker. But then finally one day when I was doing therapy, I just walked without the walker. I. I was in rehab for about a week and then basically did PT and had a nurse, home care nurse come where I got released from Alexian Brothers, which Alexian Brothers kind of drove me crazy because I'm really not, I'm really, I'm an atheist, but I don't believe it was very, like, I didn't notice, like they have like a giant cross, like they had a crucifix over my head in this room, which I didn't take down, but I didn't even know until my older brother pointed it out, but like, like basically there was like a priest would do morning prayers over the PA every morning, which I did. I kept my door shut. So I didn't hear it. If it wasn't for my iPad, I would have drove. Like, I don't think I turned the TV on once there. Like at Northwestern, I had stars. I'm stars and all sorts of stuff. Those when I go home, I'm, Everything I did, I do PT. I'm everything. I'm to have the nurse come. I'm back to normal then. But basically, I 
I'm doing, I'm, I'm basically still, I had these binders on my chest to basically close the wound from the surgery on my stomach. And so I was going to see Dr. Ganshard every week, every week or every other week. And I love Dr. And it was so basically this, the basically the see what, how the wound was doing and stuff. And then I had to start taking antibiotics because the in part of the wound got an infection, which that cleared up. And then Dr. Ganter said, you should really go start seeing wound care. And the wound care doctor, she kind of drove me nuts. Like, basically, like, it was basically she, like, it was like every other week or every week, basically, she just, it was like something different. And I had a wound back before everything. Before that, I had a wound back, so basically, I had to carry this thing around with me. I had to carry this thing around, sucking all this gunk out of me. And meanwhile, and then finally, in starting in like about in August of 2021, I started doing immune therapy, not chemo. Immune the drug I was doing was Keytruda. Immune therapy basically is really kind of the really the future because I have a gen I had a genetic marcation genetic mark in my cancer that basically said I can do, that make me eligible for immune therapy basically basically immune therapy is is, is a drug is is the drug is Keytruda and basically immune therapy does it t- it heightens your immune system and basically fights the cancer while chemo's basically poison but basically it's i've been doing that i did i which and i have a wonderful oncologist named dr desaurus and stuff so yeah so i do immune therapy i did immune therapy for for a year and then fast forward then about uh then and meanwhile they disconnected my bowels and Sorry, I'm repeating myself. It's just meanwhile, and then around in 2022, I think, and I started. Re- I'm basically in the fall of 2021. I started really going out again, and really, I really started going out again and started telling people about my diagnosis. And so, basically, 2022, I do. I'm continuing to do immune therapy. Now, the, the immune therapy was working, really worked, because when I first got diagnosed with colon cancer, it was stage four. The immune therapy knocked it down to stage two. So two whole stages. And basically, immune therapy is the future of, is the future of cancer treatments, really. So I'm just going to take a sip of water. Yeah, don't take a sip of water. I uh, recall following you on Facebook, uh, all these when you would go to the hospital and you would post it on Facebook. Uh, so so uh, someone following it from a, uh, afar, I could tell it was, this is a really um, challenging, to put it mildly, process that you were going through, uh, to just depleting of you, your energy, uh, requiring constant uh, rehab, coming back. And so many times it seemed as though we were going to lose you. And so many times you came back 
And uh, really, uh, uh, it's just like a miraculous story in many ways. You know, Frank, there were many times I'd like, oh, no, Frank is back in the hospital. I can't believe it. And then uh, I know this went through 2021 and 2022. And then you showed up very moving. You showed up. Um, it was a, uh, a first Tuesday show that Maya and I did at a bar uh, in uh, Albany Park. You're not even from Chicago. You live in the Burbs. You came into the city. Well, I was born and raised in Chicago, but then moved to the Burbs. That's where you live now. Uh, and uh, Maya and I were both incredibly moved. And then he asked a question, ladies and gentlemen. The dude had like a, as I recall, you had an airbag or something? You had a- It was not an airbag. It was basically because, oh, I'll get to that in a little bit. Basically, that was but, but I'll get to that in a little bit. Yeah, but anyway, yeah, it's, whatever it is. The point is, you walked up, and we were having a conversation about uh, judicial elections, I want to say. Like, in the weeds, only junkies would be going for it. Conversation that Maya and I were having, incredibly important, you know, how we elect judges. But, of course, 99% of most voters aren't paying any attention at all, but... Ben and Meyer are paying attention. <laughs> Here comes Frank. And what we, was, I, I can't remember. I asked, I asked two things. Why haven't we, why haven't we packed our state Supreme Court like how MAGA did in Arizona and Georgia? And it, is Tim Evans going to lose his seat? And which your guest, I forgot his name, proceeded to say how Richard J. Daly, of course, kind of must have was a fortune teller and seen the future and thought of past must have passed used his power passed a law in Springfield in the seventies or sixties or whatever decade to basically not pack our supreme to basically not pack our Supreme Court. Yeah, yeah. Richard J. Daly. Yeah, what I, what I, uh, and uh, so that was great uh, that you asked the question. And then I know there was a bunch of first Tuesdays that you missed because you were sick, uh, and it would. I knew you had to be sick to miss them, uh, and and you're all, you're always like traditionally you're the person who asked the first question at first Tuesday. So we we have our discussion. It used to be Mick and myself, Mick Dumkey, and then now Maya, uh, and uh, we haven't done one in a while because just ladies and gentlemen, Maya just gave birth, so we're coming back, but we're taking a little break, uh, and so whoever the politician is, you know. It, Whatever sitting incumbent it is, or uh, what a wannabe, uh, they're up there, they're talking. Uh, they're like, All right, questions from the audience. Boom. Front row Frank has his hand in the air. First question, let's go. Uh, and you don't beat around the bush. You usually ask that question that uh, maybe some people a little nervous about asking, not afraid to embarrass them a little bit. Go ahead. What? Like I asked Tony Preckwinkle when she was running for mayor, what would she do about food deserts? And she just filibustered and to the point that you said, are you going to answer Frank's question? And then I was like, oh boy, <laughs> she is not waiting for prime time. No, no, that was, um, ladies and gentlemen, th- absolutely. That, when I think back of all the uh, first Tuesday shows we've done, one of the most bizarre was the Tony Preckwinkle show that Frank is alluding to. Uh, Frank, this was she had just announced that she was running for mayor. This is November of 2018, I want to say. So the election is in February of 2019. 
I thought she was a slam dunk. She was going to be our next mayor. I just thought there was no way her with her name recognition um, and people have been begging her in 2015 to run against Rahm. She didn't do it. And she did such a bad job that night, Frank. She ducked and dodged every question. She filibustered questions. It seemed as though she was unprepared to explain even the basics being Number one being, why do you want to be mayor of the city of Chicago? Why are you running this time when you didn't run last time? She couldn't answer those questions. Didn't either that or she didn't want to answer those questions. Uh, and I said, uh-oh, this isn't going to work. But I remember uh, when you got up and I was like, are you going to answer Frank's question? And uh, right. it, was, it was not like I actually had to, to, to recite the Gettysburg Address. <laughs> so I just asked her, what will you do about food deserts in the city of Chicago? Food deserts in the city, and she just was like, blah, 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 blah. So basically, back on track, basically, so so basically around sometime in 2022, I had to do a colonoscopy, but since I had no control over my balls, they had to hospitalize me overnight, just, and basically, give me, not to, they gave me an enema, basically, and but I remember that night, my brother and sister-in-law we're in Champaign to watch the Illinois versus Iowa, and the Illinois won the Big Ten regular season that night, which I watched on my iPad in the hospital, which I cheered. And my nurse that night, she, my nurse that the nurse I had was an Iowa University of Iowa alum, and she was like, <laughs> and she basically was like, I don't like what happened in yesterday's game. I was like, oh well. <laughs> yeah. But anywho, but basically. The doc. This was a different GI doctor. Her, I forgot her name, but she was really nice. Basically, she said your colon is perfect. You will be able to reconnect it. But mom, the doctor who was going to, who was going, to, who was doing the surgery, his name was Mike, Doctor Michael McGee, and he now he left Northwestern now, but he's at the University of Michigan. But basically, he was doing the surgery. So basically. I had, it was a massive surgery. I had, they were going to, I, had, I met with a plastic surgeon to, re, to do my stomach. Plastic surgery, a surgical oncologist, because they were going to inject, so basically they were going to probably inject chemo in me to kill any cell. They It was a massive surgery. So basically, basically, fast forward to June, to June, and basically the week before, the week before the week before my surgery, I was on your show talking about the governors, the the GOP primary debates for governor, and which 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 I skipped first Tuesday because I legitimately couldn't afford to get COVID, and before my surgery, even you suggested I should really skip this one. Yes. Yep. So basically, the day of the surgery, I get there, I leave my house, It's they remove the cancer, and it's, it was a seven-hour or eight-hour surgery. They, bas they basically reconstructed my stomach and basically reconnected me. So basically, and basically, the, the only three, but, but back in 20, back in 2021, but the only three, the only three non-family members I told, the three closest people I told that I that I had cancer was my best friend Caden, who, my best friend Miguel, and my 
best friend Ed, my friend Miguel, who is a wonderful person, my friend Caden, who is basically my Caden is my I'll get to it in a second. Caden is my ex girlfriend who is now a trans. We used to, was it wasn't Katie, but is now a trans man. But basically, he's very very close. Basically, he texted my ex, my best friend Caden. He texted my mom every night to see how I was doing. Basically, like, hold on. Basically, he te- like all my friends were. My friend Miguel cried at his dinner with us when I told him that I had cancer and stuff. And so basically, those were the th- until finally around early September, I finally just told the world that I had it all. But those were the three people, Caden, Miguel, and my friend Ed, were the three people I told. And basically, I remember when I was in Northwestern Lake Forest, I was just, I remember one day I just finally got to tune into the show. And when, and I happened to tune in, Dennis was like, basically Dennis was like, you know, we usually don't like the message listeners because I was so active on the live stream. Basically, because I was, I finally came on and basically it was like, I'm in the, because my colon perfect, I finally, and I told, and then, so yeah, so now for the 2022, I had the surgery, cancer is removed and they reconnect me. They reconnect me, so, and Friday, June 16th is my mom's birthday, so they're all, everybody's out to celebrate, the whole family, and then about, they get back, and about, and I'm visiting with my friend Miguel, he came to visit me, and basically, but I'm also, but also after the surgery, they they gave me some, I was started on a liquid diet at first, and of course it didn't, I was puking after that. And so they decided to stick in this thing called an NG tube down my nose. Basically an NG tube. Basically, it's this tube where they stick through your nose and they have to push it down. It sticks to your nose and push. you have to go down through your throat and basically through your stomach. The pump, the, basically, I had that a bunch of times. Yes, I had that a bunch of times. And so basically... It's, and so basically, and I'm, and I wasn't eating basically because they, because I had the NG tube in. So basically I'm, everything's fine. Friday, I'm having with my friend. He, then he leaves and then it was about, I remember it was a Friday and my mom was, and, and all of a sudden, all of a sudden I spiked a fever. I go, I went to sepsis. I went to sepsis because it leaked. The, basically... Basically, because it was so irritated, basically after the surgery, it should have really always been two surgeries. It leaked, and I basically when he reconnected me, the the tested leaked, and I went into sepsis. And so, basically, they, I spiked the fever, and basically I wound up in the ICU. They rushed me to the ICU, and basically. I went to sepsis, and they did a CT, a CAT CT scan, and basically, they had to redo the surgery and disconnect my bottles again, and then give me an ostomy bag again, and then the, I basically had this giant. They, the doctor, Doctor McGee, was distraught. He basically was like, "This is my fault." He says, "This." He says, 
like he was like to the point my mother was consoling the doctor. And so basically they then they basically had to redo undo the plastic surgery on my stomach and basically give me a stoma again. Mm. And so basically so that happened again. That was when so this was in 2022, yeah. June. June, that was June. June. Yeah. After the cancer, but I'm cancer-free now. So I'm cancer-free, but I went, but I was, but my balls, since it was, but it was just so irritated. It was just, because it was just, because after everything, it was just, it should have really always been two surgeries, but, and so long story short, I wound up back in the ICU. It's just, it's just, I'm basically, I'm basically, I'm in the ICU, I'm just in pain, and basically, but, finally after the surgery, I'm finally after the surgery, they, 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 my stomach is like this giant crater, basically, and I'm in the, I'm in the ICU for about a couple of weeks in 2022, I'm in the ICU in 2022 again, and so I'm based, so I'm in there for a while, and then they moved me down to a step-down unit, and then I'm in the hospital for a month. But basically, uh, the, literally, I and they I have to do plastic surgery again. I do plastic surgery, and I my sister my sister Juanita came to visit me, and I literally said to her, they the, my nurse who was really nice, basically said, you're on an NP, basically. That's, I forgot what that means, but basically it means you can't eat or drink after a certain time. And I basically said that, that I hope it's not late. And basically I hope it's first thing in the morning. Luckily, now my wish came true because basically the guy who was supposed to do the first surgery in the morning got COVID and had to cancel and so they just bumped me up, and I was the first surgery in the morning. And, and so basically, and so basically, I they redid my stomach again with the plastic surgeon, Doctor Dumanian. And so my my stomach is all together. I have no belly button now because it's like I'm like Alfred Hitchcock, who basically had his belly button go away because of surgery. Did not know that. Oh yeah, um, Hitchcock had no belly button because, he, of course, he had because he had surgery on his stomach, and basically they sewed his belly button. I did not know Alfred Hitchcock had no belly button. By the way, uh, I don't want to go on this tangent. Uh, Frank is a huge John Waters fan. Just hearing yes. Alfred Hitchcock—that's among the other things he texts me or John Waters references from time to time. I share his love for John Waters, but I must concede that Frank knows more about John Waters than I do. I make that concession. Yeah, the man, the man lives in Baltimore still. Yeah, he lives in Baltimore. He filmed yeah. his movies in Baltimore. So he's making it. He has- wait. So just to, uh, to, to summarize, because we got to go here, uh, have you been uh, touch wood? So basically, long story short. Yeah, so long story short, October comes, I have the surgery to reconnect me, that's fine, I'm sick, of, I'm basically, and then I, they decided to give me grilled cheese and stuff, and other stuff, basically, and I started puking, and my aunt kept saying, he, we get a CT scan, and they're like, no, 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 long story short, 
I go home. I go home from the hospital. I'm home for maybe 36 hours. I'm right back in the hospital. Basically, apparently there was a slight tear in my colon. And so, basically, I wound up back in this hospital. But they, this, and they put, I went to interventional radiology. They put these drains in to drain this infection, and I was fine. And so, basically, they, that thing, when I went to First Tuesday, that was called TPN. Basically, I couldn't eat or drink for about a month. Basically, it was called TPN. It basically get my nutrition. So that was that pack I have, getting my nutrition from. And then, basically, now as of March 24th, 2023, I'm cancer-free, ostomy bag-free, and I'm all better. Uh, that is, that's, that's the best news of all. Uh, and I'm really happy to hear that you're uh, doing well you're, and uh, back at work. And I'm pretty sure, as before we head off, that almost every instance when he was in the hospital, uh, he still got it together to keep up on the news and send me texts. Uh, and Frank, many times those texts would come right before I recorded. Uh, so I'm not following the news on a live stream. I'm getting ready for whatever it is, whatever interview I have ahead of me. And you would like, bing, here comes a text from Frank with some update. And I'd be asked that, I'd have a guest on uh, and I would like look smart, like I knew what was going on in the world, and I would ask the question. Uh, thanks to your updates, so uh, thanks for persevering, Frank. Thanks for being such a good friend of the show, and I'm happy to hear you're doing well. One more thing, basically some <laughs> some news about political news. The, basically, the president of France, who you know, have you heard about all the the protests in France? How that. Macron basically is basically just trying to up the retirement age. Basically, today he was being interviewed on some French TV, and basically he was it was a live TV interview, and he basically as he was trying to tell saying the French citizens to basically suck up, he had a very ex- high end expensive watch that was cost like some people say it was eighty thousand euros. And he basically realized, as he was saying this on late, he then, he then, Macron did, then under the table, did like a magician, took his watch (laughs) off as he was, (laughs) took his watch off and just put it on his lap without, and like put his arms under the table and realized as he was saying this, he had this expensive watch and just took his watch off, this expensive watch off and just put it and just, Yes. yes, and of course uh, the, that is the, the White House equivalent to France. The White House equivalent to France saying, "No, it wasn't eighty thousand euros." Yes, uh, yes, putting that spin out. Uh, Macron. Basically, Rahm Emanuel. If he got, if Rahm Emanuel got elected president, what a thought! Rahm Emanuel elected president. All right, uh, Frank. Uh, we've run out of time. Thank you very much. Appreciate it, Frank Casey Soto. I'm Ben Jarofsky. Take care, everybody. 